The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. My name is Luis Acevedo. Uh, I am a Puerto Rican guy that lived here uh, since 2011, uh, 2010, sorry. So I have been living here for 11 years now uh, with my family. Um, I have been married with a wonderful woman for 22 years now. Um, it's going to be 22 years now in 22. So for 21, almost uh, 22 years, I have two boys. One uh, 13 years old, another 8 years old. And um, we have a very exciting life. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, uh, raising kids, uh, having a job, and living in a, in a country for, uh, a new country for 11 years now is very exciting. And for me, it's more exciting because... Uh, for the last two years, I have been uh, coming and gathering with you guys, Stono Bible Church here, uh, where uh, we, our family, uh, we have found a family as well. And this is a blessing. Um, since October 2021, and I really want to, to uh, take some time to talk to you about what we're doing here. Since October 2021, my, my family and I... We start working, actually, uh, I, I was appointed to be uh, the director of the Spanish ministry here at Stono Bible Church. And it um, has been a blessing in July 2021. We start having a group uh, a meeting, gathering in, in my house every other Tuesday night, where we are uh, discussing some things about God, about the church, about the, the work of Christ in our lives. Actually, we're talking about the essentials of the Christian uh, life and Christian faith. And, but this uh, specific group is in Spanish. And right now, we have five adults. We have one teenager. That is my son. Uh, we have three kids. Um, and we are growing, and we are uh, taking part of a something that is amazing and something that I think is going to be great uh, in the future. So um, this right now is a closed group uh, that has been gathering since July, and we're going to be uh, continuing doing it close until the end, of, the end of this month. So in February, we're going to start open up, uh, opening, up, opening up the group for everybody. So, well, everybody that can understand Spanish. Um, but you're invited if you want to go. Um, um, so, so for people in our community can really be rich with the gospel in their heart language. That is the Spanish. And we know that here in, in San Antonio, specifically, specifically here in the Stono area, uh, is a big population of people that really speak Spanish. And uh, for sure, we're going to reach them for Christ. Are you with me? Perfect. So um, 
couple of things that I want you to do uh, in terms of this. Number one, I want you to help us pray about what, what God is going to do in, with this group. Um, right now, the only plan that we have is to gather on Tuesday nights. We don't have any other plan. Uh, but for sure, we are going to be obedient on what is God's plan. And we want to pursue that. We want to follow that. But um, so, number one, pr pray for that. Pray for the people that, we be, uh, that will be added to, to that group, people that we don't know uh, that uh, will be benefit for this. Um, and second, I, um, second, uh, I want the, uh, uh, God can prepare the group, the existing group, to all the challenges that we need to overcome as a ministry. And we have some, a couple of challenges here um, when we are, uh, you know, when, as a Spanish ministry, uh, specifically because uh, not everybody is from Mexico, because not everybody is from Puerto Rico, because there's a, a, a bunch of cultures in one place that the only thing that unites us is the Spanish. So that's a challenge, right? Uh, another challenge is religion. Uh, a lot of people that uh, live by religion, and they're not living a life, a Christian life uh, based on Christ. is actually based on religion, or even by tradition. So we, that's another challenge that we will have. So uh, you can uh, help us praying for that. And the last thing that I would like you to do about this group is start identifying and inviting people you know that uh, who can benefit from this ministry. Probably you know a uh, relative or you know a co-worker, you know a neighbor or a friend or uh, someone that can be benefit, that this group can be beneficial, that uh, this group can be a blessing for them. So uh, go and uh, identify those, pray for them, and uh, if you have any questions or you have any suggestion or recommendation, for sure you can come and talk to me. Um, let's pray. Dear God, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. The opportunity that we have of worshiping, worship with my local church. And for the privilege of sharing with them the first sermon of 2022 here at Stono Bible Church. I pray that you open our hearts and you open our minds and make them able to receive your word. Your word is your inspiration. Your word is your breath. They're not my words. It's not my breath, but it's yours. And anything I will say is completely submitted to your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, I have almost no experience uh, camping. I can count with only one hand the, the times that I have been in a camping. Probably three or four. It's amazing, right? Uh, for sure, for you, it is. Uh, but uh, I'm assuming for the people that I know that they like to camp, 
to go camping. I'm assuming that there's two kinds of camping people. Number one, the camping people that, like me, doesn't know anything about it. So if you invite me to do a camping, for sure I will be packing things that we don't need for camping. I will be, uh, you know, packing my Wi-Fi spot, uh, uh, my spot, uh, hotspot. I will be packing an air conditioner, you know, things like that. Uh, so for me, those things are super important when we go to camping. I would like you to invite me, but for sure on a day like today, not even bother. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's the people like me that will pack things, unnecessary things, to go, to go camping. And there's another group. The group that, you know, the experts that go and will do the camping, and they only need one knife, right? <laughs> a knife, and that's it. They go, and they camp, and they, you know, build a house or whatever from bamboo. I don't know. <laughs> and suddenly, they will have something there all built. Um, so it's incredible that people uh, can go and enjoy camping with the, only the things that they need. Uh, I will be not enjoying it because I will be packing things that I don't need. But those, guy, those guys or girls that know how to do it, uh, they know what is sufficient to go and have a great camping. Today I want to talk to you about specifically that kind of thing. Because right now that we approach and you, we reach a new year, I, for sure, in, all, in a lot of churches today, we're going to talk about the five points or the ten points or the, I don't know what else, resolutions we have in order to get there. I want to be a little bit more simpler. Um, because really, we as children of God, we don't need too much. You know why? We don't need to pack a lot of things in order to affront this year. We don't need a lot of things in order to uh, stay, stand before the new year. What we need really is Christ. Christ is sufficient. He is enough. And I think sometimes we are putting our faith up. Uh, Actually, I have been in conversations with people uh, for the last month, uh, and people that are Christian and most people that are not Christian. And uh, I remember in a conversation that I had uh, uh, two weeks ago, uh, this person was telling me, I cannot wait to this year to pass. I cannot wait. And I was like a little bit curious, like, uh, well... You know, for sure, exactly the same circumstances that that person is leaving in 2021, he's going to leave it in 2022. So there's some sense of something in, I don't know, in the air or probably in the pandemic or something that those transition, there's some transitions that will change things. And let me tell you something, nothing is going to change. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm being realistic in the terms that uh, we will be living in this world, but we're not from this world. And we have someone that is 
that we worship and we serve and we are submitted to that is helping us to live in this world. Are you with me? So, um, oh, I just hope that, you know, this kind of situation change. I hope that the new year can bring us this or that or some. Um, uh, that's not going to happen. But yes, we can have a different approach to life. And specifically as Christians, we can have a different approach when we say that the only thing that we need to go in this journey, in this camping journey in the 2022, is that we need only one thing. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ in our life. And this is actually what I want to talk to you today. I will love you to go to Colossians, uh, the letter of Colossians chapter 3. I'm reading the ESV. So uh, it says, If then you have rise with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Well, is this all for me? <laughs> it's so intuitive that we can actually understand what the Apostle Paul is telling us here. But before I unpack these verses, I would like to say a couple things about the letter reading to the believers in the city of uh, Colossae. During the first century, the city of Colossae, sorry, was located in the area in the area of Asia Minor, known as today's Turkey. Located between two very important cities, for this reason, the city enjoyed a lot of commercial traffic and was populated by both a lot of Roman uh, Roman citizens and Jewish people from the uh, Diaspora. This church was uh, dealing with several problems, the largest of which was the propagation of a heresy known as the Colossian heresy. Paul received a report from the Colossi uh, church where some people were denying the deity of Jesus. So this letter is Paul's response to that report. Even he is in a prison, in a, in a house jail in the capital city of the Roman Empire. So I will ask you to read really this four-chapter letter uh, during your devotions. New Testament scholars are agreeing the letter to the Colossians is perhaps the most Christ-centered letter in the New Testament, in the entire New Testament. Throughout this letter, the apostle instructs believers to proclaim 
uh, the supremacy of Christ. There's one theologian uh, called C. Spellman that says, and open quote, throughout this letter, the antidote for this disease teaching is the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Contrasting the emptiness of the false teachers, in Christ all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Contrasting the domain of darkness, Christ purchased the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Contrasting the mysterious invisible powers of the false teachers, Christ is the image of the invisible God. Again and again, Paul exalts Christ over and over again. Any other power in the universe. In fact, he assures us that even those powers and authorities were created and controlled by Christ himself. Another scholar says, this letter clearly and very passionately discuss the supremacy of Christ, the sufficiency of his work in the life of the believer, and the application of Christ's lordship in every aspect of the Christian life. Now, my intention with this message is that through this letter today, we can not only discuss the supremacy of Jesus, but we can actually discuss the sufficiency of Christ for us as believers today's in the, in, today in the 21st century. Jesus is enough. And actually, that will be the center of my message. We're go, we, do we want to go to the new year with any tools? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any problem with resolutions, really. Uh, I have some. Uh, I need to come with a tissue when I'm preaching next time. Uh, or I need to, or I need to, I don't know, uh, uh, go and check my, do my exercises. Uh, that's, that's cool. But I can tell you right now that sometimes we're putting, we're putting ourselves so much pressure on things that are not important. And sometimes we are taking our air conditioner and our hotspot Wi-Fi thing to a camping, to a journey when we really don't need it. And this is actually the theme and the central theme of my message today. So let's go to verse 1. It started with, If then you have been rise with Christ, seek the things that are above. So the text here is is saying, since you have been resurrected with Christ. Since you have actually been co-resurrected. It's not that only Jesus resurrected. It's that we resurrected with him. Right? So... Since that, we can, we can call this, and I will be mentioning this all my message, my next 50 minutes message. We can call this our union 
with Christ. Because our union with Christ, believers enter his death and resurrection at the moment of conversion. And have been and are now alive in him so as to understand spiritual truth, realities, blessings, and the will of God. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read, starting in verse 3 to 11. And I will use the, I will use the New King James Version for this passage. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. The just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. Glory to God. For the dead that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lived, he lived to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you to move to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So I just want to point out that Paul, Apostle Paul is telling these words, is saying, since you have been co-resurrected, rise, or resurrected with Christ, what we are taking from here is that we were dead. That's the first thing. And second, that we were dead in our transgressions and sins. And the things that we did, Actually, it was nothing. What Jesus did for us, it was that in his death, we were there too. We died with him. And the time that we, we confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord, we were crucified with Christ, right? And now, we're not there in the tomb. Actually, we resurrected with him. So there's a bonding where people that are walking with 
God in his death and in his resurrection as well. So if you are part of that group, Paul says in the first, second part of the first verse, then seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. So what Paul is saying, if you are, that you are, since you are, because you are, Resurrected with Christ. Looks for the things that are above. Paul gives us a definition of what above means. That expression means authority. That word above means submission. Why? Well, because Christ is in that position. It's in the position of authority. It's in the position of honor. It's in the position of majesty. So, he is over there, up there, seated down at the right hand, right hand of God. And that is the definition of above. Above means where his authority comes from. So, let me do a very quick conclusion of verse number one. Paul is saying, since you are living in union with Christ, because we are united with Christ, that is the most beautiful expression of our relationship with Jesus. Because we died with him in his crucifixion and then brought back to life in his resurrection, then we Seek the things that comes from the authority of Christ. The things that comes from his kingdom. So let's go to verse number two. Set your minds on things that are above. Paul makes a redundant statement here in verse two. We're using the same word above in order to underline how important it is, right? He's telling us we need to focus, we need to think, and have this inner disposition toward the things of heaven. Not the things of the earth. Not on things that are on earth. So... Paul is making a distinction between the things that are from above and he's making a distinction against the things that are not from above, the things that are from the earth. They're not synonymous. They are opposite places. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus himself commanded his disciples not to be anxious about earthly things, but instead... Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, conclusion for verse 2 is, Paul is saying that we need to fix our mind, our minds. We need to fix our eyes. We need to focus on the things of his kingdom, not on those that do not bring any hope. 
And you know, I know, that there's a lot of things in our world, in our world, that can give us some distraction from the above. There's some people very, very, very um, upset about the political realm right now. There's a lot of people upset with, you know, pandemic. I'm not saying those are not important things. Unfortunately, those are not the important things. Verse 3. He says, For you have died. Again, Paul mentioned, again, our union with Christ as we did in verse number 1. We as believers are not the same. We, with Christ, we have died to our old being and now our interest is in heavenly things. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lived in me. And the life I know, I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 3, the second part says, And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Believers have a very special and common spiritual life with the Father and with the Son. In 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 6, 17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord become, becomes one spirit with him. The world cannot understand the full import of the believer of the believer's new life uh, the things of the spirit of God for they are fully to him and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned believers also are eternally secure protected from all spiritual enemies if you go with me to Romans 8 again Verse 31 to 39. He says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is with us, is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up and for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all these things? Who shall bring a charge against God elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Is it who is sorry? Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also reason. Who is even at the right hand of right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Of distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword 
that is written, for your sake we are killed, and all day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor hide or death nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen for that. So Paul is saying because we live in union with Christ Join in a special and unique relationship that is supported and backed by God. So this concept of united, being united to Christ, speaks of the most vital spiritual intimacy that one can imagine between the Lord and His people. Believers are so intimately identified with Him and He with them that the Scripture says that are united in them and them in him. So the Lord and his people share a common spiritual life such that the Apostle Paul could say that our life is hidden with Christ in God. So if we're going to summarize this, what Paul is saying, inspired by the Holy Spirit, if we have been resurrected, if we are part of Christ and Christ is part of us, if we are united with Christ in that intimacy relation, intimate relation that probably not every, everyone can understand, if we are living United to Christ. For sure we're going to look for the things that are above. We're not going to pack things that we do not need. Because he is with us. We don't need anything else. And when I'm, when I'm talking about that we don't need anything else, I'm not saying that now, you know, let's go and sell everything. <laughs> I'm saying where you're putting your trust. It's where you're putting your confidence. Where you're putting your faith. Again, we're not part of this world if you have been united, if you are united with Christ, you are not part of this world. Sounds, sounds exclusive, and it is exclusive. We are not part of this world, and that's why we need to seek the things that are from the word that we belong to. And that word is above. And we're going to live in this word, trusting in the things that are not of this word. Word, sorry. So, I can tell you, I am a guy that I tend to put 
the trust, my trust in a lot of things. I have tried to put my confidence and my faith in things that are futile, unnecessary. And this message probably talked more to me than probably is talking to you. And it's incredible that God has loved us so much that he just gave his only son to be united with us. So now we can live for him in him. My encouragement to you this morning is that we can, as the new year has begun, we can actually live our lives knowing that We have everything that we need. We have Christ. And Christ is enough. When we're putting our trust in other things that are not important, we're taking our air conditioner and our hotspot Wi-Fi to a camping where it's not needed. We're not going to enjoy the journey Trusting in things that are not going to help us. But because we are united to Christ. We have everything we need. In our union with Christ, we experience our redemption by Christ and his death and resurrection. In our union with Christ, we experience our justification by Christ before the Father. In our union with Christ, we experience our sanctification by Christ through the Holy Spirit. We are living in fullness because of Him. And in the future, in our union with Him, we will experience our complete restoration and our glorification. This is why Jesus says in John 15, From apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, it's because Jesus is enough. I'm not sure what the rest of our lives will bring. I don't know what the year is going to bring. I don't know, you know, what is going to happen in the next weeks, in the, ne in the next years, in the, in the next decade. We need to be confident. That we are united with him. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for, for his name's sake. Yet that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in your house, in the, in the house of the Lord, forever. 
So he's our shepherd. Not, we don't need anything else. Thank you.